You know, you want to know why? Because men love darkness rather than light. Palestine is pure darkness, pure evil. And we need to pray that God will bless Israel and that Israel's enemies be scattered. Because this is a Judeo-Christian nation. And the friend of Israel is our friend. And by the way, Israel's standing alone. Israel's standing alone over there. I mean, for example, the only democratic nation over there in the Middle East is Israel. The only one that gives freedom of religion is Israel. The rest of them, you know, I mean, they, they may say you have freedom of religion, but then six their goons on you like the Hitler sick the Nazis on the Jews back in 1930s. Okay? And that's exactly what's happening in America today. You know, this would, now, you know what Joe Biden said recently? He said, well, we never forced anybody to get the vaccination. What a stinking liar. Basically what he's saying, okay, we're not going to make you get it. We're not going to grab you and jab you against your will, but we're going to make it very hard for you not to get it. We're not going to let you fly in a plane. We're not going to let you ride in a, in a train. We're not going to let you, um, uh, you know, hold, hold a job or anything. We're going to put massive pressure and give a lot of money to people that will fall in line. I mean, this stupid vaccination, for example. I mean, it's the only one that's so safe you've got to pay people to take it. But... Um, it, again, again, what, what's happening is Christians are being duped, and um, as far as I'm concerned, the fact that this church emptied out, and this church, uh, we didn't close, but a lot of churches did close, shame on those pastors. They need to get out of the ministry. Amen. Uh, first century, there was no such thing as a legal church. You know what I'm saying? Get out of the ministry. The man's a coward is what he is. Come on now. And so... And then the fact that even here we had church and nobody was coming. All afraid that they were going to get COVID. God, you got to be kidding me. All afraid of catching the cold and then running around with a mask. You know how stupid you looked? You look like an idiot. I saw a guy in Walmart the other day. As I'm checking out, I just kind of looked at him. Like, what are you, some kind of a criminal? Only criminals go into places where they cover their faces. This isn't just about me. I'm 62. I live three score and ten. I got eight, seven and a half years left. This is about my children and my grandchildren. Christians are now no so narcissistic nowadays. It's just, it's, it's unreal. unreal. Joe, welcome to Union Baptist. This is just Sunday school. I'm going to unload in church. We need to pray. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Somebody was telling me not too long ago, well, people say, well, I wouldn't go to Union Baptist Temple because he's just too straightforward. That, that's the problem. Independent Baptist are ruining this country because they have to figure out a way to say it in such a way where it's not going to offend the, you know, either the Southern Baptist or whatever. Heck with the Southern Baptist. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. End of discussion. Are, are, you all my, are, are we together here? And, and by the way, anytime you go to a, a Christ-like, godly church, you're going to wear a stigma. It's going to be a Christian, quote-unquote, star of David. And it's going to be a bullseye on your back by the, by the left. Jesus said, all they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Is that not what it says? So we need to remember to pray for Israel. Well, anyway, so that's my little speech, my little talk, you know, sermonette for the Christianette, you know. Um, to, to remember when you say you're now I lay me down to sleep prayer that's not a prayer it's just poetry anyway that doesn't come from the heart it comes from somebody a page in some poetry book
But people that have a real burden need to pray for America. The country's going to hell. Nobody seems to care. Anyway, I'll tell you another reason why. Uh, because preachers, I, I, here's the thing. The country's never going to have revival until churches have revival. And churches aren't going to have revival until preachers have revival. And they get right with God. And they get their marriages right. They got more hell going on in their homes than they do at church. I mean, they can't balance their own checkbook. Their credit score is about 210, right? And the reason why they got to have such a big salary is because they're sucking the church because now they can't get a, a half-decent loan because now for them to buy a house is going to cost them twice as much. You say, poor preacher. No, poor, poor, poor people that got to suffer with a guy that cannot live within his means. And then you got another guy. So what he does is he's always time going out and he's preaching out somewhere. I'm telling you something. Preachers that do that, they need to get right with God or get out of the ministry. You want to be an evangelist? Be an evangelist. You want to be a pastor? Be a pastor. He didn't call pastor evangelist another same thing. Are you with me? Amen. And then you got preachers that are sick all the time. You know, that's just like that's just like people in the pew. They're sick all the time, all the time. So you got one person that's sick in a house, and the whole family's got to stay home. You got a family of seven, and one kid is sick. It takes the mom and dad and all the siblings to watch the one kid that's going to sleep all day anyway. Now, when the kids were young, that was one thing, and that's another thing. If you're going to be, if you're going to live so far away from the church, that's fine. Go ahead, but you still should not use that as an excuse so that you can't come to church because of a little crisis in your home. Move closer to the church. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not saying, go ahead and live where you want. I'm just saying, you cannot, in judgment, you're not going to use that as an excuse to God to be a lukewarm Christian church member. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. You got these preachers, boy, they always kind of complain. And all these preachers all the time, I'm ticked off. Can you tell? They always got a cup up here drinking all the time. Because they don't want anybody else drinking. And what's the difference between water and a Coke? I mean, next thing you know, we're going to be like the Charismatics right behind us. We're going to be serving White Castles in church. Are you with me? There's your problem right there. I mean, everybody's gathered around church, gathered around the coffee ministry, you know, and things like that at Roots. Okay? But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Churches like that, you know what their roots are? Their roots to tares is what they are. Overrun by tares. Amen. Preachers ain't got the guts to preach what God gives him. He needs to get out of the pulpit. Amen. Amen. Preacher don't have enough, if he doesn't have enough time to, to, to work at the church at least as many hours as a man works at his job, he needs to get out of the ministry or at least admit that he's a part-time teacher, preacher, and ought to get a part-time salary. I was talking to a preacher one time, and he was always coughing and hacking and this and that and the other thing. I said, well, man, if you're too sick to pastor, you ought to resign. He said, well, I don't believe in that. I said, well, I, you may not, but I got that conviction from Spurgeon, who said you need to be healthy enough to pastor. And if you can't pastor and you can't be there, then, of course, you can be at work. You can be a full-time parent, but you can't be a full-time pastor. Give me a break. And a man, listen, a blind man has got no business driving a car. Are you with me? And a blind preacher's got no business behind the pulpit. Are you with me? You've got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. We, what we need is we just, we just need for people to get right with God. That's what we need. Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And this is what's going to happen. So God's going to say, well, here's the problem, Israel. Nobody prayed. The reason why your kids went to the devil is because you never prayed. You never prayed. You never prayed.
for your kids. Never. You have not because you ask not. You know what that is? A practical atheist. You don't believe that, you don't, you don't believe what God says, asking it shall be given. Then pray tell me, how is it then you can say that you believe if you, if, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved, but you don't believe in anything else that God promises in the Bible. All God's going to do is reveal that your unbelief revealed itself in other matters, but really the root of your unbelief was you never believe that Jesus is the crucified, risen Savior and Lord. Anyway, what it says here in Romans chapter number 11, hath God cast away his people, talking about the Jews. God forbid. He says, I'm a Jew. What well, it says right there, Hebrews chapter number 11 and he says man he's a jew from the tribe of benjamin and so he goes on to say god hath not cast away his people which he foreknew watch ye not that the scripture saith of elias how that he maketh intercession to god against israel saying lord they have killed thy prophets and dig down thy altars and i am left alone and they seek my life but what saith the answer of god unto him i have reserved to myself, 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Thank God for that. And yet, even so, at this present time, there also remaineth a remnant according to the election of grace. Praise the Lord. So there is a remnant. The fig tree, there's the, the regathering of the fig tree, the blossoming uh, of the fig tree. Israel is back home again. Time is short. Eternity is long. You got to decide today. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And again, I've, I've done, you know, it's just habit for me. I don't know why, I, I don't know why we're praying for God to, for revival. Really, if we were consistent with scriptures, we would be praying for, for, for uh, America's destruction and judgment. Because if we're going to pray in Jesus' name, that means according to the will of Jesus, which is revealed in the word of Jesus, right? And what's it say? It says, if you turn from, what's it say? In Romans chapter number one, God gave them, those nations, over to a reprobate mind. Right? Yeah. To do those things which are not convenient. And now we've got the blind leading the blind. And if we were to pray consistently, I believe that we should not be praying for revival. We're all screwed up about revival anyway. Always praying for revival. God says, what do you, listen, you are in my way. The problem isn't that, what, what do you expect, what do you think, revival is some magical mystery thing? You can have revival right now. You can get right with God right now. You can get saved right now. Amen? You can fix your marriage right now. Right now. You can turn over a new leaf right now. You can get saved right now. And we've got to wait for the evangelist to come in two years down the road so we can have revival. If that's what you believe, then you ought to hire, fire me and hire the evangelist and have a revival every week. But his sugar sick sermons are going to run out just as quickly as anybody else's. Are you with me? And it's just going to come right down to, you got to change from inspiration to obligation and duty. Now, I, I believe, like I've been saying, what we need to do is pray, even so, Lord Jesus, come. You know? Because in the Latter days, we're not going to see revival. If I see anything in the Bible, I'm seeing what the scriptures say. Evil men are going to wax worse and worse. And it's not going to be get better. It's only going to get worse. And since Christians don't seem to care because they got their Social Security check coming in, 
They don't seem to care. I, I, I mean, you, you got to be kidding me. When these two ladies can show up to church and it takes them hours to get ready and you can't be on time, there's something wrong with that. Involved in the church because, after all, I'm not going to be committed. Okay, so what you're saying is you're going to be committed to everything and everybody else except your God. That's what you're going to say. And your Christianity is a convenience Christianity. That's what you're saying. That's exactly what you're saying. You know, basically what the average Christian today says, Lord, I'm going to look like I want to look. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to go where I'm going to go. And I'll serve you so long as you butt out of my business. That's, what, that's basically what we're saying today. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything where we're going to stand out. All we are are chameleons. Jellyfish with a, spine, with, with, with a spineless backbone. What God is saying is my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. If Christians are not going to be humble, then they're not going to pray because you've got to be humble to pray. Pray means to ask God for something that you have need of. You know, what's it say? The prophet says, you know, here it is. You, you say you have need of nothing. And you know what that makes you? A Revelation chapter 3, lukewarm Christian. You have need of nothing. Some of you have gone weeks and months at a time, have never even confessed a sin to God. And you want to know why our prayers bounce off the ceiling? Because our prayers make God sick. And that's what it says. Even his prayer shall be an abomination to God. And then, then we say this. Okay, so if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So it begins with humility and then prayer. It actually begins by people getting saved first. And then saved people need to get humble. And then humble people will pray and seek God's face and then turn from their wicked ways. And then that in and of itself is revival, regardless if God heals the land or not. Amen. But we're so narcissistic, we think that what's in it for me, Christianity? You know? And now what we've got is we got the mess that we're in. Okay, so there's young people right now. Young people. The hope for the future. They ain't even here. I don't know who they are because my glasses are off and the young people are downstairs. But if they're not in church, and I don't, listen, I don't call every church that calls itself a church a church. First of all, if they don't have an anchor of authority, in other words, they don't believe that the Bible is the very inspired and fallible word of God from cover to cover. And it doesn't need the Greek or Hebrew or science or philosophy to back it up or support it. That ain't a church to me. That's a synagogue of the devil. That's what it is. Overrun with tares is what it is. The problem is, Brother Bob, the problem is that people, they, they just can't recognize preaching. That's the problem. Man, when I was a kid, man, it was none of this, you, you know, um, we are careful to answer thee, you know, kind of a thing. It was just black is black, white is white. You're saved or you're lost. And by their fruits you shall know them. In other words, it'll show in your appearance where you stand. Amen. 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 Now we've got a bunch of fag men and a bunch of masculine women. They can't, you can't tell the difference between them. A bunch of men wearing necklaces. You know what I'm saying? What they say, and I've said this for years. Here it is. You got to, uh, the Bible say in Revelation, it's these old monsters, these demons, they come out of the bottomless pit with the face of a man and the hair of a woman. Something wrong with that. 
I did that one time and some dignified man, he laughed. Let him go then. The only difference was I went this way with it and everything fell out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. When I was a kid, I got on fire. I got on fire, even in a liberal church. My parents didn't want to come back to church some night, but I did. Amen. And there's no sport that ever should take the place of God's house on God's day, at God's time, the first hours of the day. I've been preaching that before you came, and I'll be preaching that long after you're gone, because I'm going to live till I'm 90. The problem is, I probably pray for your kids more than you pray for your kids. That's the problem right there. Come on now. Are you with me? Always making excuses for them. Always making an excuse. Yeah, well, didn't have a dad. Therefore, he's a queer because he didn't have a dad. You know? My dad, listen, I don't want to hear any of that junk. My dad only took, only played anything with me two times that I can remember. One time, I was playing catch. I bet I apologize to those carnal Christians that just can't understand. Why has he got to be so fanatical? Okay? I am less fanatical about my love to God than you are about your love for money. Uh-huh. You better know it. I'm less fanatical about my love to God than you are for that, that, that woman at work that you lost after or your wife. Are you with me? Are you with me? 